This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is early in the morning. Friday, April 30th, the first round of the NFL Draft 2021 has concluded a wild ride. And we are, if you're, if you're listening, it's probably, well, it's, it's the same day either way, right? It's Friday. But if you're watching with us on YouTube, exactly, (laughs) Sam Bruce Smith, it's almost day three in Australia. If you want to hang out with us on YouTube, we're doing these recaps every night live on YouTube. You, if you subscribe to go to youtube.com slash pick six, subscribe. You will get an alert when we go live. These will be fun. So fun, in fact, that it's not just me, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. But yes, Devo's here. Devo has his own square. Devo got more HQ time tonight than I did and Breach did combined. And we got the Heisman winner. It's a good night. Ooh. Oh, 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 yeah, Devontae Smith. Yeah. You could, and you stole him from Dave Gettleman, who definitely wanted him. Which is kind of fun. No, I don't think he Giants. did. He did. He did. Anyway, we're going to do that. Wilson, what's up? How was, uh, how's Cleveland? Your backdrop looks perfectly Cleveland. Uh, you actually out the window, the you stadium's can, right back there. So you, you can, can see almost the, see a dark building. Yeah. You can see the stadium out back there. Look at that. There we go. Oh, that's cool. So the stadium's out back uh, there. Just what was on your TV? And uh, unfortunately, we're going to edit that out. Uh, you looked up freaked. <laughs> like, wait, what? No, what I know there is. It's right here. I'm watching NFL Network. Sure you are, Wilson. Actually, you know that happened tonight with um when the Eagles traded up, up in front of the, the Giants with the Cowboys, which is a disgusting act of NFC East uh, incestry. By the way, it would have been super embarrassing if there was some naked lady on my television. That's what I'm saying. But no, but so the Eagles trade up and they cut to the Eagles war room and Howie Rosen is the same thing going on, like a plate glass window behind him. And the Eagles entire draft board is being broadcast in a reflection behind him. I mean, you couldn't really read it, but geez, Louise, guys, think this through your $14 billion business. Anywho. By the way, it was, it was pretty cold today in Cleveland, even for someone who lives in the Northeast. I will say that BMAC and JJ, who joined us on, on set outdoors, they're not crazy about the cold weather. <laughs> you, BMAC, and JJ grinding it out like true blue-collar campers. I will tell you this. Next year's draft is John Speaking Bruce. campers, uh, wasn't that the tent? Your tent was the size of a camping tent, right, Ryan? Yeah, that's right. And I'll say this, John. Next year, the draft, as you guys know, is in Las Vegas. And after hour eight, BMAC said, I tell you this much, those, those guys sitting in the studio, they're not going to Vegas next year. We're going to Vegas next year. Cause you know, Brady, Pete, DK, like, oh, we're available to go to Vegas. We can't go to Cleveland. Well, you know, vaccines and whatnot. Uh, we will, 
I'm knock on wood. This podcast will be live from Vegas. Brenton already has his flight booked for Vegas next year. He's going to be first in line. He's probably got his hotel booked. He's going to be like a, a craps table. Do it like sit, sit behind a craps table at Caesar doing a live podcast after the draft. At any rate, as I mentioned, we're doing the live recap shows every night. YouTube.com slash pick six. If you subscribe, you'll get an alert. If, if, you know, if you're in America, it's probably not going to be your cup of tea because it's late, but it's, you know, it'd be six o'clock, seven o'clock on Saturday and midnight on Friday. If you're, you know, if you're one of our international listeners who we always appreciate, it will be actually right in your, hey, our fans in London. It's, it's like 6 20 a.m. there. This is perfect. Wake up right before you go to work. Watch us live. I exactly. Think. Exactly. Breach. And regardless of where you live, you should be downloading if you haven't already for any reason, the CBS sports mobile app, it's my go-to for live scores and breaking news. And it's NFL draft week. So you need to know a little football fan hack here. If you don't have the app, you can download it at your mobile app store. The CBS sports app is always free. It's free. And what you do is you go to the settings and you turn on alerts for your team or whatever teams you want. Like if you think so-and-so is going to take a linebacker, you turn it on. You put a bet in on the linebacker and you get the alert if they take them. That's what you want. You want immediate grades. You want immediate analysis. You want immediate alerts. And CBS Sports mobile app brings that to you. It's the best way to never miss an NFL draft moment. So you haven't yet fire open the CBS Sports mobile app and get your mobile warm, mobile war room ready ahead of the action on Friday. Okay. So we have a lot to unpack here. The, the stretch from noon, noon on Thursday to 9 p.m. on Thursday was some of the wildest bonkers. Times. It was, right, Breach? Like, we've seen some really crazy bloggable things, and noon to 9 was insane. Like, nonstop, because, look, the morning started. So Thursday morning, there's just this absolutely ridiculous report that the 49ers offer the third overall pick to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. And like when that started to surface, it was like, uh, it came from some local radio show and it's just a bunch of hogwash and nobody believed it. And like, that's just one of those weird rumors you see on draft day. It can't possibly be true. And then all of a sudden, uh, my God, the Aaron Rodgers bomb blows up before the draft even starts. And then we're all just kind of scrambling, uh, texting each other, slacking each other, wondering what the hell's going on. So, I mean, guys, what the hell's going on? Right. And that was sort of the prelude. So we've been doing this for, and we'll get to the Aaron Rodgers stuff in a minute, but I think we do need to do service to the quarterbacks because for the last three months, it feels like three years, we've been talking about what the 49ers would do at number three overall. And if you, I, I think this is a really good lesson in how to bet the NFL draft. Because if you read the tea leaves leading up to the draft, every single, you know, you just, it was like, it doesn't make any sense that they would take Mac Jones at three. No offense, Ryan. And then you would read these reputable insider mock drafts where they would pick Mac Jones and then be like, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Trey Lance. And then the betting markets completely flipped. Trey Lance is a huge favorite. And when it all was said and done, Trey Lance was the number three overall pick. The so wait, pair, what are, what are, how are you reading the tea leaves though? What are you reading? Well, I mean, you can just see everybody was walking it back for a week. Every mock draft on Thursday morning had 
like 95 percent of them having had Mac Jones go to yeah, it was stupid. And you read the blur, but it was like, why well, wouldn't? Well, that's not reading the tea leaves. That's just that's actually taking a risk, right? How is it? What's what's taking a risk? But I, I don't understand the, the tea leaves part because if 95 percent of the people, you know, the, the people with sources, including like you know, Schefter doesn't do one, but he's been on Mac Jones. Um, Schrager, who knows people, was on Mac Jones for his three mock drafts. I mean, I, I think if you're going against the grain to try to make some money, because Mac was negative money until what Wednesday night? Uh, no, 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 Thursday morning. Till no, oh. Thursday afternoon at like, like two. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. so you're 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 actually you're you're you know you're taking a risk at that point. Well, it's a little different too than. The Baker Mayfield, and I, I feel like I explained this at the podcast. Baker Mayfield in 2018, that was a case where the Browns were number one. They can leak that out at 8 a.m. in the morning, and it doesn't it doesn't affect anybody. But here's 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 what Daniel Jeremiah wrote: Kyle Shanahan covets accuracy and good decision. He with Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan covets accuracy and good decision making. Those are Jones' best qualities. In my gut. I still feel like Trey Lance could be the pick here, even though all signs are pointing to Mac. That, that's that's literally reading the tea leaves. And this is what every one of these were. Well, I, I said the exact same thing. I'll tell you exactly what I said. So here's what I wrote. I've been writing this for weeks. We have no idea what happens here, but Kyle Shanahan was at his best when he was calling plays for Matt Ryan. This doesn't mean he isn't having visions of doing even more with a talent like Trey Lance. We just don't know because the 49ers have been tight-lipped about their intentions. So, I mean – Okay, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm trying to take a victory lap, even though I said it would be just. No, we'll just say that. Yeah, take your victory lap. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it wasn't Mac. It wasn't ever going to be Mac. I never. The Mac stuff was crap. It was a smoke screen. It was a great smoke screen. I don't it was, know. If it, right? I don't know that it never was going to be Mac, but I, I think here's the funny thing. So I wonder if the conversation at any point will be, why did he take Trey Lance, who started 17 games, played one game in the last 430 days, threw 133 passes in high school over the other guys that were available? And I'm happy for Trey Lance. I hope he crushes it. But um we'll see because I, I think – and we can talk about it in a second. But, like, I think this Mac Jones thing – we talked about this in podcasts before. This Mac Jones thing to, to New England has a chance to be – Oh my God. It could be great. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think Mac Jones sucks. I just didn't. I know. And you have been, and to your credit, you have been on the anti Mac Jones at three yeah. bandwagon forever. And I, to, just to be clear, I have to point this out to people like RJ White. Uh, I never said Mac Jones at three. I said Mac Jones top 10. He went 15. So that's still in my face. But the point is like, what bridge? And just to be clear, only one of us predicted Trey Lance of the 49ers on our predictions podcast. But you picked it in the seventh round after they took six straight kickers. Ah, yeah. ah, but you could still uh, get six I, straight why kickers. Did go, why did I go all in on Justin Fields? Instead of just Because you, you were going you were going even more against the grain. That's I was gonna say to be fair to, to be fair real quick, this I think this was the first bold predictions podcast we ever did where we all got one right. Like ever. Oh, what was mine that I got right? Cause I got uh, yours was wrong. two running backs would go in the first round, and Brinson's was J.C. Horn would be the first defensive player. Oh, yeah. Made a bunch of money on that. All right. Look at that. Uh, Debo, oh, how's wait, hold on. One, oh, sorry. one thing quickly. How about the social team, if you're listening? I'm calling out people tonight. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy, let's go. <laughs> if, if, if Wilson is podcasting after midnight, it is Wilson after dark. You get ready for everything. He's ready to kill your soul. How about, how about you put the uh, bold prediction I get right on the Instagram post, not the one I get wrong so everyone can say that they hate me. That's all I'm asking. Wait, do you mean before the draft? They, they knew. 
That's all I'm saying. They knew. You want them to put the bold prediction? They knew which one they put on there. I think what Wilson is saying is they put the boldest of the bold predictions, the right. one they Thank know you. has no chance of right. being Thank correct. You. Oh, I actually caught flack for mine was the Chargers trade up for Sewell, and people were like, that's not bold. It's terrible. It's like, I'm starting to think that people that leave comments are idiots. That's just me, yeah. though. Uh, Debo, you are hanging out in the Fort Lauderdale studios. What was your reaction to the number three pick? You know, that's a quarterback that the Eagles cannot take once we get to 12 because that was kind of my, like, I w- it was my pipe dream to have another North Dakota State quarterback, you know, bring in Easton Stick and do what the Colts were doing with NC State quarterbacks a couple years ago. Um, but, yeah, no, I honestly, I was rooting for, for Ryan because – he, uh, he was. Cause you're a good person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you deserve that win after these TikTok haters. So I was rooting for <laughs> Mac, but, um, after the day, wasn't surprised at all. So my thing, I wasn't, I was only rooting for Mac to fall for, for my personal financial gain. Oh, I've been, I've been around Vindictive Brinson. You were completely and utterly just, I understood exactly what you're doing. And look, I will say this, this much. Look, I didn't, I expected Twitter to be yelling and screaming. Nah, everyone's cool about it. I do think it is kind of, I mean, this is sort of the draft thing in a nutshell. We spent, I mean, how many words and tweets and radio interviews and hours and just slog was spent talking about how Mac Jones would be a bad pick for the 49ers at three. And it just, it was, maybe it was in the cards, but it didn't happen. The more you talked about it, it didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, all right, let me ask you this. Different question. Wilson, do you think that the 49ers were going to take Mac Jones and change their mind any time in the last week? No, and you know why? I think the tell for me is that when Shani gave that press conference three or four, five days ago. Drew Brees he, and Lamar Jackson. And when he, and he also said this, and you brought this up, I think, on the podcast. Well, I'm just trying to prepare the fans, and they're not going to like this pick. So I think he's just perpetuating the smoke screen because – at the end of the day, I don't know why you smoke screen at three. I don't know. Why you, maybe the NFL doesn't want you to say that, and we understand that part of it. But um, that, to me, like he didn't change his mind from that point to this point. I think they've known for a while, and they may have known since Jump Street. Well, um, and they they did say to uh, on Thursday after the pick, you know, the, the coach and general manager usually do an interview after the pick. They said that that is who they traded up for when they made the trade. It was for Trey Lance. I mean, yeah. I mean, they could be bluffing, but why bluff right now? You know, like. Right. They could have just said we were on. We didn't know. They didn't have to name anyone. They could have just said we we weren't sure. What changed? I mean, Kyle. No, I don't. I don't think Trey Lance hasn't played a game in forever. I, I I, look. I'm not right often. (laughs) Except except when you make your last mock draft, you were always right. My last mock draft was really good. I was, but I was right on this, and I never thought. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't pass the smell test. Like, why would you, the second you trade up, you're like, oh, right. we love Mac Jones. Mac Here's Jones the thing, though. Amazing. Yeah. It, was like, it was like Tobias Funke at the water cooler in Arrested Development. He's like, have you seen that Funke? Oh, my God, Funke so hot. But right I'm now. telling you, if, if Mac Jones ends up being a superstar in New England, in three years we'll be saying, well, the 49ers should have taken him, and well, it would have made sense. That's my point. See, and this is the problem. This is the problem with, like, hot take discourse before, after, and during the draft is you can't – so. For instance, I think the Mac Jones pick was great. I right. love the, I, I had the Patriots taking Mac Jones in my mock. I think it's a great fit. He, he doesn't have to play right away if he's not ready. And the assumption is like, Mac Jones is pro ready. He'll be fine if he goes out there. That, that's not how this works. Well, and there's a lot more pressure that comes with being a third 
the third overall pick than the 15th Huge. overall pick. And it was kind of like what Wilson was talking about a few or a year or two ago with Daniel Jones, where it was okay. The giants got him, just not at six overall. You get him at whatever their pick was like 16th or 17th that year. You get him back that far. There's no pressure. It doesn't matter. But when you get someone in the top 10, you expect them to be able to come in and play right away. I hope that everyone who listens to this podcast profited financially at, at the expense of Ryan Wilson from taking the Mac Jones over three and a half at two to one. That's not my expense. Cause I didn't bet on it. No, no, no. But I mean, like you, no, I was, I, I'm like, here's the thing. That's also I'm, the weird thing about this is like Mac Jones went to the Patriots in the top 15. Normally, well, don't, don't misunderstand. I am leaning all the way in on Mac Jones. I'm going to be parallel to the ground. Mac Jones is going to win. I'm going to pull a Prisco about saying, like normally you, you were all in on Mac Jones. The Patriots drafted him with their first choice. That's the yeah. ultimate sign off on this guy is good. I do know over this. under I do. three and a half Super Bowls for Mac Jones in his career. Over under three. Let's just set it real high. <laughs> It will be over three and a half in two in two years. That's how good he is. Um, I I do know this. I do know that the Jones wins one Super Bowl. You are completely vindicated and can parade down the middle of Syracuse. What if he wins a Derek Carr Super Bowl though? Does that count? Or, or David Carr Super Bowl? That doesn't count. Oh, dang it! Like if Cam Newton leads him to a Super Bowl victory this year, I'm counting. Bench doesn't count. I'm counting it. Okay, so Matt what, what if he wins an MVP? That's Nickelodeon huge. valuable player. Yeah. Uh, in, oh, in, that in, no, M most, not Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what, Breach? I don't, I don't know if you meant to do that, but the only winner in the history of the world of the in, in VP. Oh, I didn't. One, Mitchell Trubisky. He's out in Buffalo. I mean, he's, he is in Buffalo. He's out of Chicago in Buffalo and he is replaced by Justin Fields, who Ryan Pace out of some illogical reason has been gifted the ability to get his 17th quarterback in Chicago. And he traded a 2022 first round pick to move up with, but this is the craziest effing trade. Yes. Musso in the house. Joe Musso here. Bear fan Brinson. Welcome aboard. I am a little myth that they took uh, fields. I wanted to take Mac Chen just to root against. Hey, Brinson. And did, Andy Dalton. Did you see, I got to find it real quick. Did you see, uh, breaches passive aggressive. Oh yeah. Bear tweet. He is the absolute. I'm not a fan of Justin Fields game. Does he never play? That's game? not what the tweet Maybe. said at all. Are you kidding me? I, I'm from Ohio. I grew up watching Ohio State. Why would I not be a fan of Justin Fields' game? That's ridiculous. It's the most absurd this. thing you've ever said. And you say 10 absurd things per podcast. By the way, you know, you know that I don't know if you saw this. Ryan Bates came out and was like, listen, the fact of the matter is Andy Dalton is our starting quarterback. We are going to develop Justin Fields. Andy Dalton's our starter. You won't believe this breach. He said the exact same thing with Mike Glennon and Mitchell Trubisky back in 2017 when that situation happened. So let me ask you this, Wilson. Is, are the, is Ryan Pace a bigger winner or the, is Justin Fields a bigger loser for how they came together? So here, here's my concern. Like I love Justin Fields and I hope he has a ton of success. And I think he's, he's, you know, Mac Jones doesn't want to go to Chicago and have to throw the ball in that weather with the issue. You know, people say his, his arm isn't strong. He'll be in New England. So maybe it's a half dozen one. But if you're Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and you're basically, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a rabid dog back into a corner because you, you're about to get fired. Are you going to push Justin Fields out there too soon? 
Is it going to be the case yeah. that you, you're going that's to succumb- what they did with Trubisky? They're definitely going to push him out there. Trubisky. That's the thing. So you you're going to succumb to to peer pressure, fan pressure, media pressure after close your ears breach after the second game where Andy Dalton throws 12 interceptions and you're like, okay, well, this isn't clearly going to work. Justin, I hope you're ready because this is what I've been saying for months. Justin Fields is Trevor Lawrence in year two. Like I feel like he needs some time. Like you can play him in November and maybe that's fine because these guys play early now, but man, I don't know with that doo-doo offense. If we're being well, honest, I'll just say real quick, the difference between the Mike Glennon and Mitchell Trubisky situation and Andy Dalton Oh, get out of town. Justin Fields situation, for instance, is partly shorter and shorter quarterback. Partly what I talked about is Trubisky was taken much higher. Number two overall. So there's a lot more pressure to play a second overall pick versus 11th overall. They traded up for a ton of stuff. Hold on. Hold on a second. First round pick, dude. Can you listen? Can I finish? Can I finish my point? Can I finish? Yes, you can. And so now Trubisky's also trying to win a job against Mike Glennon, who had less than 20 career starts going into that competition. So he wasn't a clear cut. Dalton's got more than a hundred starts, so he's he's a seasoned veteran. So it would make sense. I, I don't think they're gonna feel as much pressure to start Fields if they don't think he's ready. If you outplay yeah, Andy Dalton training camp, you put him in. It's a no brainer. That's why you drafted him. Do you, you want to explain it to him, or you want me to, Wilson? Yeah, I'll just say two things, and you can you can. I just up. don't think it's similar to the Glennon breach. This rescue situation. Called, I think that's a horrible comparison. Breach. This is called Stockholm syndrome. Yes. That's go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Brenton. Thank you. No, that's. That's all I had. It's Stockholm Syndrome. What are you Great. talking about? This Great. is not similar yeah. to Trubisky Quinn at all. That's it. There's Your nothing Andy Dalton kidnapped by Andy Dalton, <laughs> and you can't escape. Oh, you know what Belichick said tonight? He said Cam Newton is the starter going into this season for the Patriots. Because that team doesn't suck. That's why he said that. Yeah. <laughs> they went 7-9 last year. They, they were under 500. The greatest quarterback in, in Bears history. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask Breach something. Breach, right now. Whatever your better choice is, who wins more games next year, the Patriots or the Bears? The Patriots. All right. Okay. Uh, second bet breach. Who starts more games, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? I thought you were going to say Cam Newton. And I was there, I did that would be weird. Uh, yeah, we're talking about both teams. I'm going to go. Come on. I'm going to go with. <laughs> I, well, because listen, here's well, the risk. If you start Justin Fields, if you start Justin Fields, if you start the season with him as your starting quarterback, there's no safety net. If you, they, if they you, won't, they won't do that. If you, well, that's what I'm saying. So if Andy Dalton starts off as the starter, I think if they get a few wins, he probably gets benched midway through the season. So he might get eight or nine starts. No way. No way. They gave Over- Mike, they gave Mike four starts. I was going to say over under score and a half with John Fox coaching. They're going to do the same damn thing with this. This is, this is time is a flat circle. Matthew McConaughey is smashing that beer can. And it's just instead of Mike Glennon, who got a run, you're lucky, but you know what breach? You're lucky. If there wasn't a friggin' pandemic going on, Andy Dalton would be weeping at some draft party right now because they drafted Justin Fields after inviting him QB one to the draft party like they did to Mike. It's just, it's, this, this regime, this regime in Chicago sucks. And they are going to screw this up the same way they screwed the last thing up. But if they found lightning in a bottle and if, they can, if Justin Fields is great, if he's Deshaun Watson and you fall ass backwards into Deshaun Watson, the football player, sure. then, then you can overcome it. You're going to be around for an extra until right. All the pressures in year one, because if the Bears aren't good next year, 
Maggie but, and Pace might get fired. Well, that, that's why Andy Dalton's not playing eight games, Breach. But that's the, also the risk of putting the rookie in there right away. If he is, if he's starting for 15 games and goes five and 10, Pace and Maggie might still get fired, but you keep Fields like that. Well, how many games do you think Andy Dalton's winning for the Bears, man? What are you doing? 17. What are you talking about? I just said if Fields starts 15, right, so over, that would imply under, that Dalton loses the first two and then Fields is the starter. Over under eight and a half wins for Andy Dalton as a starter next year if he starts all 17 games. If he starts oh, all 17 games? Under. Over under eight and a half. We've got an entire draft to talk about. We can't oh, spend podcasts on it. Over, over, over. That bear, by the way, Dave Gettleman me, 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 me. is – is no, I, can't, I cannot believe this happened to Dave Gettleman. Yeah, yeah Andrew I mean, says all in every podcast. Look, man, we can't every single one that we do. It, it is it is sort of like a circular thing. But so Dave Gettleman has never traded back in the first round, and we all like to clown him for it. He's like, I'm not getting fleeced. There's no way I'm getting fleeced. And <laughs> I cannot believe the Bears gave him a 2022 first round pick. That is going to be top ten. By the way. This is um, of Houston. This is exactly like the Texans. That is going to be a high pick, and Dave Gettleman is going to draft an interior defensive lineman at five or a running back. But he didn't do it in the later in the round. Next year when he has no, a- I know, but but the this is the first time in forever. You know, I, I would joke last week and week before that he only takes fat wide receivers too. He didn't. He actually took one that could help Daniel Jones. We'll see. But well, so let's let's veer off the quarterback comma for one second because I'm curious about that trade. Wilson, would you rather have Kadarius Tony and the Bears 2022 first round pick, which is, by the way, being held up by Andy Dalton no or, or Devon, and Justin Fields? And, yeah. Well, you have said, you, I mean, this is Stockholm. I know it's crazy. So here's, here's how, let me, I'll, I'll turn the question on you because this is the concern. Would you rather have, uh, Justin Jefferson or Jalen Rager? Because, I mean, on paper, both guys look great. Unnecessary dagger at Debo, who's sitting here in the, the video. <laughs> but Debo circled back. He circled back and got his guy this time. But but my point is that on paper at the time, you're like, oh, it's fine. It'll work out. That was wide receiver four and wide receiver five last year, I think. Uh, Jalen was four, I think, and then, then Justin was five. This year, Devontae was three, which we all pretty much figured. And then anybody could have been four. There were a bunch of different names. I like Kadarius Tony a lot. Sure, but if Devontae yeah, Smith has Devontae Smith, no, no, no doubt. But like that, if, Bears, that Bears first round pick could be top five. No, because eight and a half over Andy Dalton. Have Andy Dalton, and he has a laser shock tag in my back, and tells me I can't say anything bad about him. Oh well, you guys are saying that Justin Fields <laughs> could be awesome. So either way, no matter whose point of view you're going by, the Bears aren't going to give the. Giants a fifth. Do you know the If you give me a future first for a team that is starting Andy Dalton and a rookie quarterback, I I am licking. I'm like you know that uh, Glenn Davis big baby thing where he's like licking his lips. He's running back down the court. The gift, like that's how I am. I'm thinking like this. This thing might be top three. Like we might have the number one overall. There's a chance that the Bears give Dave Gettleman the number one overall pick next year. That's not. It's not. It's not off the table. I'm not saying it's bad value, but you really, you really see a path to the Bears being that bad. You're the guy who tweeted that Justin Fields could be the best quarterback in the NFC North, and you all of a sudden think the Bears going to be the worst team in the NFL. The worst team in the NFL. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded, there's a path to everything in the NFL in any given year, man. There's There's no path path to the Bears being the worst team in the NFL next year. Maybe Justin Fields gets hurt, 
and they have to start Andy Dalton for 17 weeks, and they're the worst team in the NFL. That's entirely possible. There's no path. Not going to happen. They breach. There's Flip a- that. I, had, I actually hadn't heard the dunk of my headphones in like seven weeks. That feels good. Yeah, your podcast, um, you can't even hear what's going on. Anyway, uh, the, the the other quarterback that was taken in the first round, because there were only four, five, five? That's Uno goes Trace Quattro Cinco Cinco. This draft is that we there's no it was like hey Jaguars wrap it up B get like like don't you take this full if you take this full time allotment you and you two Jets what are we doing here they milked it they didn't need to milk it it's like trying to milk the cow and there's no milk left right what was that it's not a pretty sight (laughs) do that again Breach. Somebody could gift if uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please gift that. <laughs> Next time we talk about milking a cow, I'll do it again. <laughs> Mac Jones, fifteen to the Patriots. Wilson, as the preeminent Mac Jones supporter, not just on this podcast, but in the entire country. Yeah, baby. Obviously, you weren't thrilled that he didn't go three because it. You know, yeah. I wanted him to go three for sure because. Um, yeah. Because I've been saying forever, top 10. Like, there are teams that can see Dude, I will say this. I talked to a handful of teams, more than three, that thought he was a top 10 pick. They had him as their number two quarterback. Um, clearly, those te- <laughs> some of those teams didn't need quarterbacks. But um, I well, do know. I mean, just to provide some context, so like, the, the Lions didn't trade out. That's right. a factor. The and we talked about this, I think, on right. one of the previous, previous Four, shows. Four, five, six were not moving. Mm-hmm. Seven didn't move. Right. Eight didn't also, move. Eight could have moved and didn't, right? Eight and no, the Panthers took, uh, JC Horn at eight. And then the Broncos and, and at that point, the, the Cowboys said route. Yep. Short flip for Devontae Smith. Right. I mean, so it's not like Mac Jones fell to the bottom of the first round because he sucks. There yeah, was no, this weird situation with how the draft stacked up. And I'll tell you this. I do know this. The Patriots are sweating. When the Bears traded up and took the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> would you really have, you, would you, you would take Mac over Fields? Um, I had him, I had him ranked 11 and 12 on my big board because I like them both a lot, but the NFL teams I spoke with like Mac better. So that sort of had me leaning towards Mac. And of course I've been all in on Mac, but I like, dude, when, um, we got to, when did Mac, what would pick the Mac go? I mean, did um Mac, Justin go? Mac, uh, 11. Justin went 11, Mac went 15. So at 10, after the Cowboys traded down, I was thinking that maybe the Patriots tried to trade for Mac Jones. And I was thinking, okay, how can the Steelers get Justin Fields? Like I was already having that conversation. <laughs> and then he went, then he went 11. So I, I, like I would be ecstatic. Um, but I think Mac obviously has a better path to success in New England as opposed to Justin in an organization that has Andy Dalton. See, I mean, Breach, I don't bring up Andy Dalton, but I am. Curious if you think that's the big juxtaposition. Like I would almost rather take the quarterback breach who ends up in New England versus the quarterback who I think is better in Justin Fields, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, with quarterbacks, who you think is going to be the best is all is ninety percent of it is landing spot. I mean, I think we were talking about who would have the most success out of certain quarterbacks, and we all agreed it probably be the one that ends up with Kyle Shanahan because. His system is the best setup for a quarterback if he has someone he likes and he thinks can run it efficiently. And, you know, obviously he thinks that with Trey Lance. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say going to it, you know, the Bears have no history of having good quarterbacks almost ever. And so that's, you know, if you're a quarterback, you're probably not sitting at home wishing to go to the Bears. 
But you might be saying, oh, I wish I could go to the 49ers. I wish I could go to the Patriots. You know, the Bears probably aren't at the top of your list if you're a quarterback. All right. So you know, when you talk about you know the Browns and the Steelers in that playoff game where Browns fans were, please, Mike Tomlin, please punt, please punt, please punt. If, if, if you're a Bears fan, and when they were on the clock and they traded up, you're like, if these guys take Mac Jones, I'm going. I mean, if they had taken Mac Jones, and, and I'm not saying that Mac wouldn't work out in, in Chicago. It's just like if they take Mac Jones and they had a it would have been incredible, an incredible 365 days. We would have been just pirouette dunking on the Bears over and over and over. Even and if Mac was good, he was stuffed in our face, but it <laughs> – it never felt like they were going to do that. And I think the, at the end, the, the picks ended up going the right spot, but I, man, I really wanted the Bears to. Well, I mean, and that's the funny thing is like Mac Jones, it's like, man, if he ended up in San Francisco, I don't think that's a good fit. If he goes to Chicago, I don't think that's a good fit. He gets to New England and it's like, this is the one spot where I, or I think this is the spot that's most ideally suited for him. So. Is this, Ryan, if you had to pick a landing spot for Mac Jones, your guy, is, is New England it? I still think it's San Francisco. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Like anybody who plays at San Francisco is going to win. But, I mean, San Francisco's one. I mean, you could even argue maybe the Rams are in the mix. They're not obviously not looking no, for a quarterback. No, it's somebody without a quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, one San Fran and then, then New England, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's and the only downside of San Fran is that he would have gotten in there with all this hate. Like fans did not want right. him, the 49ers that, fans. And so that is, that's a dark cloud to have your, over your head going into your rookie year. That's high expectations combined with the fact if you struggle at all, you're yeah, in trouble. That's a great point. It's a lot like Alex Smith versus Aaron Rodgers. You know, like um, they took Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. But the issue, I mean, that's a, a, a fantastic example of going to the right place too. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you don't play right away. And San Fran had, if you look at the record, had an incredibly crappy run until Harbaugh got there. And they jammed, they jammed Alex Smith in there. They were like, Hey, go that's win. Right. Yeah. And to Breach's point, they didn't give up three first round picks to take Alex Smith. They, they were there. And I think that's exactly right. So there's less pressure on Trey Lance because he's not Mac Jones, but that's, that conversation is going to change quickly if he struggles. That's just the reality of it. Someone pointed out on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, and maybe I'll say it to you. It's like if Aaron Rodgers demanded a trade to San Francisco. This is great. And then when he got there, he's like, JK, I'm out. I'm retiring. You should have drafted me at one and walked away. That would be the ultimate F you. So what will happen with Aaron Rodgers? We'll talk about that plus more draft talk after the break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
All right, so we talked quarterbacks. I mean, it was, it was the storyline. I, I don't know that it could have unfolded any crazier. Like, Lance is the guy that's unexpected. He goes three. The Bears trade up for Justin Fields. And then the Patriots just land Mac Jones. But there are also lots of other players in the draft. We're not even going to spend a second talking about Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson because they were as expected. I, I don't even know that talking about Kyle Pitts is worth anything, right, Ryan? Or even no. uh, 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 Breach, we'll go Jamar Chase. Yeah, let's let Breach talk about this guy. Are you happy about the Bengals taking Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell? Well, I will just say real quick, I was on Team Panay Sewell, but I was 51-49. I would have been happy with either guy. Jamar Chase is such an explosive receiver. And now all of a sudden you look at the Bengals skill players, you know, you're talking about Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. Like that is a pretty stacked lineup. And again, the defense, it needs to improve. But if you can score points, you can stay in games and hopefully you can eventually win these close games. The Bengals haven't been able to win. So I am completely fine with this pick. And, you know, part of it, like I see the grade right now is a B plus. If the Bengals also uh, pick up an offensive lineman in the second round, because that was the whole thing. If you get Jamar Chase, you need to get a good offensive lineman in the second round. So if they get someone like uh, Tevin Jenkins, who probably won't last until the Bengals pick, but if he were to, uh, it's boom. Then the Jamar Chase pick is even better because you got who else you wanted. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm fine with this pick and I think he'll be good for the Bengals. I, I wouldn't worry too much about the grade. If you scroll through our entire draft tracker, Pete Briscoe has, it's, it's C's and A. It, like, there's no, it's not What's 24? What's that? What's 24? What do you give the Steelers? Thank you, Debo. C. Yeah. Get out of here. Wait, 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 wait. I don't I'm, like picking backs in the first round. Good hold on. Let, let me come later. Let me stop. See you. Ryan. Hold on. Just listen for a he second. He gave, he was, he was, he was yanking off. Okay, fine. I don't want you to steal my thunder. And if you weren't, then you can say whatever you're going to say. So he gives the Steelers a C for taking Najee Harris, but the Jaguars oh, oh, no. get a C plus for Travis Etienne when they have needs at offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, and safety, edge rusher, linebacker, and they have a ton of picks in the second and third round. Did you hear what Irvin Meyer said after the draft? What? He, he took the wrong job? <laughs> no, no. It's, it was like, all right, so like, what do you love about Travis Etienne? He goes, well, we, we really see James Robinson and uh, Carlos Hyde as our one and two guys. And then Etienne's going to be our third down back. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, either you're lying or you're stupid or both. Like, what, like, what is it? You, you use a 25th overall pick on a third down back. What are you doing? Etienne's is a C plus over a C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's bad. Look, look at Pete's Pete's grades suck. Pete's Pete's, Pete's <laughs> lost his basketball. You can clip this and send it to him. That old <sighs> man, tiny man, has lost his basketball. You know what's funny about the Dolphins is that they have the same exact situation as the Bengals, where I think a lot of Dolphins fans were kind of hoping they would take an Sewell because you still have him available. And then you're also – the other half of fans are saying, you know what, let's get the receiver. He's still on the board. He played with Tua. Uh, you know, Tua looked a little shaky throwing the ball last year. So if we bring in somebody he's familiar with, uh, this could totally revamp the offense. And boom, what do they do? Jalen Waddle. I thought that was the craziest thing, that we saw, what, four receivers who are now playing with their college quarter – who are playing in the NFL with the college Ooh, quarterback head? Yeah, that's a good point. I had Waddle going six to the Dolphins in my mock, so I wasn't surprised by that. I had Sewell go, I mean, it was pretty chalky through the, and I, I think we stressed this on the pod 
I think we did, right? Throughout the entire process, yeah. there was a massive drop off around 12, 13, or 14. And it happened. That's why the Jets traded up for Elijah Vera Tucker. You, mm-hmm. you knew that after that, it, it took a massive dip and there, there was going to be craziness everywhere around. So I don't know what my exact point there was, Wilson, because we were diving back into the stream or what Breach was talking about, but I assume he likes Jamar Chase and the big was going to pick up a lineman in the, in the second round. Be fine. Well, maybe. And, you know, we talked about this with Breach on the last podcast. You're taking wide receiver one and, and offensive line six or seven as opposed to Panay Sewell, offensive lineman one and wide receiver six or seven. So we'll see. I, I don't hate, I mean, Jamar Chase is hard to pass up. I get all that. And, um, you know, if, if Joe Burr is happy, on crutches, then more power to him. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just don't think you were going to see a situation where if you go Sewell at five, also Jamar Chase wore black and white, like black and orange and white cleats to the draft. Cause he knew he was getting drafted. If you see a guy show up in the colors of the team that he's projected to by 99% of analysts and you have a chance to bet in like any amount of juice, Lay that juice. And, and by the time that happened, and by the time I told you guys it was definite, it was still, it was only negative 175 at that point, which was kind of shocking. I, I went back in on it. Thank you, Breach. The guys who are still available at offensive line, Tevin Jenkins, Liam Eichenberg, is it Eichenberg or Eichen- Eichen. Eichenberg from Notre Dame, Sam Cosme, Dylan Raddins, who's, uh, Trey Lance's old, uh, left tackle, mm-hmm. are the top guys. And then, you know, Walker Little, some more guys you can throw in there. If you look at those guys and you compare them with the available wide receiver, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, who has terrible med- medicals. No, he just has a name. Rogers, Josh Palmer, Rondell Moore, Tiami Brown. I, I, I think the Bengals did the right thing here. Uh, I mean, we'll looking at out. available receivers, getting Panay Sewell and, and Elijah Moore, that would be yes. a pretty nice tandem. I don't think they get Elijah Moore. Oh, well, I mean, even Terrence Marshall played with Joe Burrow, or if you want to go all the way down to, I mean, there's a few receivers there. I think at least one of them is going to be available when they would be picking. So you, so you would prefer that they would have Sewell and. Yeah, he's, he's been saying that from Jump Street. Okay. I think, I mean, I understand why you would love Jamar Chase, obviously. But the, but the problem, the problem for the Bengals is most of these wide receivers we have listed right here, Ronda Moore, Elijah Moore, Again, Marshall of the medicals, I think he might fall. He's a new Brown. It's fine if he doesn't sage, sage your rat. Go ahead and take sage your rat. Um, these guys are kind of slotty. Like they're, they're slot receivers and you already have Tyler Boyd. He's already extended. No, Elijah Moore can play inside and out. Um, who else are you talking about? Dammy Brown's outside. He played, he's a, he's a deep ball guy. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's not like a number one. Well, here's the thing. He doesn't need to be number one in that offense. And we just, we, this is what we said all week. T. Higgins was a second round pick and he had a great season. I think we'll do the right thing. We'll find I'll out. Let, I'll let Breach to give the ultimate, be the ultimate arbiter of what happened. I mean, it's hard. You can't get angry at your team for taking Jamar Chase. No, like not at all. And we'll find out whatever lineman they take. There's still a few left on the board that will make this. Tandem. What if they take Breach? What if they take another, uh, another wide receiver in the second round? What are you going to do there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, if they want to lose games 49 to 45, I'm in. Yeah. Well, they won't score more fun to watch. 45 because Jared Burrow will be dead. (laughs) Then they'll trade a first round pick for Ryan Finley. (laughs) 
Who, who would who would complain about that? All right, let's go back to this first round and look at it. So Waddle goes six. What was the most surprising? The first five picks were pretty chalky. You want my most surprising pick? Yeah. Why in God's name? Here we go. Are the Raiders so bad at this? They're bad at it. It's Why weird. are you drafting Bruden, Alex Bruden is, Leatherwood? Bruden is, they took Alex Leatherwood 17 overall, and it kind of flew under the radar. What are I mean, they doing? And why did Prisco give him a B? There you go. He's I mean, that, that was the guy who most people had projected in the second or third round, right? Yeah, that, that was the guy who was like, if the Bengals take Jamar Chase, they can get Leatherwood in the second round. He's a day two guy. And look, he's a solid guy, but he's not but, a spectacular guy. He's not. Here's the thing. Right, I'll tell, I want you to read that. I want you to read that blurb on the screen and, and then read the grade. Okay. So Alex Leatherwood. Um, I don't love this pick. They need line help, but he's more of a second round pick in my mind. P. Prisco. B. <laughs> How's that B? Grow up, Prisco. Give, give him an F, man. What so, uh, here, Maybe it stands for B is in bad pick. Here's Pete a conversation. Prisco has changed his grading system. I had a, I had a conversation with a scout in 2019 about, um, Jedrick Wills and Alex Leatherwood because Leatherwood at the time, it wasn't clear if he's going to return to school. And I said, um, so what do you think of Leatherwood compared to Jedrick Wills? And this is all the scout said, Ryan. It's not even close. <laughs> and he's, I mean, Jedrick Wills was dominant last year. Yeah. Mostly Andre Thomas came along at the end. He struggled early, but the, all the first round guys, Leatherwood can kick inside, I guess, but are you taking a guard at 17? That's not Elijah Bear Tucker. So I, I get it. But to what Breach just said, you could have gotten him in the second round almost certainly. This is feels like a, like a, um, your pretty, whole, your whole defense. Sucks. sucks. Yes. This is a Clee Farrell pick in that you're, you're like, what are you doing? I, I almost feel like it's a parody at this point because we're ripping the Raiders. It's a troll but, job. But I mean, like, what, what are we doing here? Your defense sucks. Your, uh, your pass catcher, Henry Ruggs, you better hope is anywhere close to CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy or Justin Jefferson. God help you. Your next best wide receiver is Hunter Renfro behind Brian Edwards, Brian Edwards. And then you got, Darren Waller, obviously, who's great, and you, you stumbled into. This feels like a classic Gruden over Mayock pick again. Gruden won't stop drafting Clemson and Bama dudes. It's I mean, that's not a bad strategy if you draft the right ones. Yeah, but, but if, you, if you draft the role players whose status is elevated by their teams being good, you're going to that's, – that's like signing free, agent from, free agents from Super Bowl teams. That's yeah. how you end up being terrible. Right. Team. Who, who did you think they should have taken? So let's see. Let me see. Hey, who Davis, Phillips. I, I'm not a Phillips fan, but. No, I like Phillips a lot if he's healthy. So yeah, um, I, I would, I mean, I, I'm not. So, gonna... so here's the thing, Breach, that they were linked with Trevon Merrick, the safety out of TCU who would have helped. Uh, Michael Parsons was gone by then, but, um, I'm trying to look real quick and see at the where so 17. Jalen Phillips, you know, uh, uh, Smith, Quiddy Pay went 21. Quiddy Pay has a chance to be really good. They need Edgeworth's help desperately. Yeah. Um, that would have made sense. Greg Newsom went 26 to the Browns. He's going to be a really good player, it feels like. Um, I was the, the Peyton Turner pick was, was interesting. A lot of, there's, there's some buzz late, late last week that he might be sneaking in. I didn't think he would, but he did. I think Daniel Jeremiah was all over that. Eric Stokes, I don't love that pick, but Jason Oway, Joe Trine, two edge rushers that went in the bottom of the first round. Gregory Rousseau would have even been a better pick. Um, Jalen Phillips' teammate at, at, uh, Miami who opted out. But 
even I mean, even if you want to go offensive line, that's fine. But why don't you go with someone who has like a Christian Derisaw makes sense. Um, he was the last offensive lineman to go, and that was at twenty three. Caleb Fuller went twenty two. Are these defenders? Greg Rousseau, Eric Stokes, Peyton Turner. Newsom. I would have been I would have been fine taking a flyer on Caleb. Here's the thing: you take a flyer on Caleb Farley, who's a top ten pick with a with an injury issue. That's better than Leatherwood. As we sit here, maybe Leatherwood's a Hall of Famer, but just based on what I saw and the people I talked to, like this this is sort of you know run of the mill John Gruden. But this team is not better right now than they were Wednesday night. I I don't get it. I, I, in fact, I'm a little flummoxed that I missed the pick in the middle. What happened before that pick? Something crazy? I don't think so. What do you oh, mean? Oh, so the Mac Jones thing happened, and I probably got loose on Twitter. Oh, I see. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Mac, Mac, Mac Jones happened. It's like, oh, Mac. Brenton blacked out, and his fingers, it's like uh, Jim Carrey in right. Bruce Almighty just. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the Raiders were like, oh, typing. now we take Alex Leatherwood. The, this team, if this. If this is Mayock pulling the strings, and I don't think it is, if it's Mayock pulling the strings, then they have a problem. So let me ask you this. What if Mac Jones is there at 17? Do they take Mac Jones? I don't know. No. Man, they took Alex Leatherwood at 17. But I, I think like – This is the offensive version of Cleveland Farrell at four. I think that they would take – like it, maybe if it's Justin Fields or, or Trey Lance, I think they take one of those quarterbacks there at 17. They have drafted – and that's a better pick than Alex Lillewood. No offense to Alex Lillewood. By my metrics, they have drafted. My metrics. Wins over Brinson. They have drafted eight in the last three drafts. No, last, yeah, last three drafts. Or two in a first round. Eight Clemson and Alabama players. And they are by all accounts the worst Clemson and Alabama's play, Alabama's, Alabama's you Alabama. can draft. By I mean, the way, it's Henry Ruggs. Tanner Muse, John Simpson, Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, and Alex Leatherwood. Like, that's – what are you doing? What what the hell are you doing? Why are you grabbing at Clemson and Bama scraps? What, are, what, what is happening here? This is insane. And I feel horrible because I feel like we always pick on the Raiders. And then they'll turn the season around. They looked good last year toward the end and, or toward the beginning, toward the middle. And we're like, all right, this is the, we're going to stop picking on the Raiders. The Raiders are doing good things. And then boom, we get to the draft and here we are again. The vicious circle of life of us, uh, picking on the Raiders starts all over. Terry Raiders fans. I feel like Mike Mayock is trapped and he knows that if he, if he if he like if he pulled the ripcord and left Oakland or left Las Vegas, people leaving would, Las Vegas, <laughs> leaving Las Vegas. No, people would say, "Oh, Mayock picks." Gruden will put the picks on him. Now all these picks are on Mayock. He's he's banged. All these picks <laughs> yeah. are on him. You know what's funny? Like I, I've been watching uh, in the week leading up to the draft, like the old telecast of the, of the previous drafts. Like going back to the we talked about the Mel Kiper getting yelled at by. Um, Bill Tobin or whatever. Bill, Bill Tobin, Tobin, yeah. <laughs> Tobin, Tobin. Um, but also you see Mayock as a on-air personality talking about the picks and sort of doing those retros. The ones that you've been on, Brenton, you know, the shows where they, they talk to the sportscaster or the, the, the journalist about the 10 best linebackers in history. You used to do them at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that sort of those NFL films thing. They had Mayock talking about whatever. 
And he looked much happier. <laughs> like doing that job was probably a lot less stressful than the one he has to do now. Well, he, it just feels very clear to me that <laughs> Mike Mayock is doing the same work he was doing at the NFL network and He's doing more work. on hours and hours of tape on prospects and preparing a draft board. And then John Gruden comes strolling in with a Corona in his hands. Like, hey, we're taking another one. And, it, and, and he's like, well, all right, do me like, if I say no, then John's going to fire me because John has a hundred million dollar 10 year contract. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. It's not great, Bob. Oh, I don't, I, we don't, I don't want to pick on the Raiders. We're not picking the Raiders, but that, that's the worst pick of the first round. How did Prisco give that a B? What is he doing? Classic he gave that round. a B, gave Naka Harris a C. Aired and old and washed. Clip that and send it to him, Diva. All right. Let's bring Diva back in for a second. Before we keep moving down the board, we do need to talk about the NFC East a scramble up top. How did you feel, Diva? I didn't, I didn't know your multiple feelings. First, I want to know your feeling about when you heard that Howie Roseman, who we all know on this podcast that you hate, was trading with the the a team you hate more, the Dallas Cowboys, to move up. And what was it like as that was unfolding? What was your best case and worst case scenario? And then, of course, how do you feel after the fact that you got Devonta Smith? All right, so. Thinking about it, I was just like, okay, this seems like a move for a wide receiver. In my mind, I support the pick. I will say that when they trade it up and a quarterback like Justin Fields is on the board, Mm. my first choice at number 10 was Justin Fields. I will say that right now. I think he is going to be a superstar quarterback. I want to give Jalen Hurts a chance. I'm encouraged. You know, he's reunited with his college teammate, Devontae Smith. I, I want a Justin Fields straight up, but Devontae Smith is as about a good of consolation prizes as, as you can get. And it's weird. I think the Eagles fan base right now is so happy with Howie Roseman. It's just not something we're, we're programmed to feel on draft night after these past couple of years, but I haven't seen one negative comment about Devontae Smith. Nothing about his weight, nothing about anything from the Eagles fan base. So that's just a pretty unique feeling and something that I, <laughs> didn't imagine was possible based on the past couple drafts but in terms of a fan perspective this is this is a home run all right so this is what my immediate reaction reaction during that during the pick was like first of all dave gettleman traded no no, no was, was it the cowboys traded down oh, to yep. the eagles yep who traded up over Dave Gettleman. It was, it was, it was a, an NFC East melee for a second there my other thought was kind of just like Screw you, Giants again. Like, we lost in week 17, kept you away from the playoffs, got that better pick, got an extra first-round pick. and You're admitting you tanked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I said that at the time. That was that was clear. Whatever Doug Peterson wants to say, he's he's gone. But, you know, you get the better pick, you get an extra first-round pick, and then you trade up to steal the guy that they were obviously trying to pick. Clearly trying to pick. The, the value, yeah, they get an extra first round pick, but absolutely I'm taking. Like, Kadarius Tony was, was my worst case scenario, and I thought that was going to be the guy that they were <laughs> relegated to at, at 12, and it could have been if they didn't get that trade up. So thank you. I'm saying this one time maybe in my life. Thank you to the Cowboys for agreeing to that deal because 
who knows? We we could have some pitchforks out for Howie Roseman if if Devontae went eleven to the Giants and then it's just Howie taking Tony at twelve. Wilson, do you think that Howie Roseman made this pick and made this trade specifically to satisfy an angry fan base? Well, real quick, Debo got his cake, you have to eat it too, because his worst case scenario is Kadarius Tony, and that's who ended up going to the Giants. <laughs> a little more acceptable at twenty. First round pick could be really good. Yeah. That could be a really good pick. Like that, that Bears first round pick could end up being, I don't know if you know who the next best edge rushers are in the 2022 class, Wilson, but I'll tell you Sunday would have to do this. <laughs> I mean, like it, that Bears first round pick could be like the Dolphin, the, the sounds like a Kevin Clark tweet, but the Dolphins first round pick, which eventually getting swapped with the Eagles first round pick, like that's where the Bears, the, if the Bears suck, that pick could be great, but I, I, Devontae Smith is special. And no. if you're Harry Roseman, it, you can't come out of the – you can't be like, we had two first-round picks in the future and Kadarius Tony. Yeah. So, they, Debo, would right. you rather have Devontae Smith where you got him or trade up to get, like, J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan? Devontae. Absolutely. Okay. Give – you know, you're rolling with Jalen Hurts, at least for next year. Give him the necessary weapons we talked about the other day. Right now the weapons are – Maybe emerging Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, JJ Arthego Whiteside. Like it's just you know, I think they put Carson Wentz in a really bad situation last year. I'd like that to that trend not to continue with the quarterbacks and at least give these guys a shot. And I think Devontae's gonna ball out at the next level. Do you guys look at Zach Wilson and go, he's seven? Like years old. And the funny thing is when you see his family adult I've ever seen in my life, because I'm watching the replay now as we do this and his family is all Zach Wilson clones. So a lot of his, whether it's brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever, they all look like they all look the same, which is sort of funny. Yeah. Um, No, I I, breach. I'm curious. You're a a beautiful mind of sorts. Ex Cowboys fan. Yeah. You've been deep. Cowboys. Who won the Cowboys Eagles uh tete tete? Uh I think the Eagles did. Because I can only imagine that conversation because it really does feel like the Giants were gonna take Devontae Smith. That's who they were eyeing. They're ready to grab him because obviously they wanted a receiver. They ended up taking one at twenty, and then you know, then the Cowboys and Eagles have this conversation, which I'm I'm guessing they loved having. Can you imagine Howie Roseman talking to old Jerry? Do your Jerry impression saying, oh, I, mean, I, think- I mean, I still understand. I still understand why you don't like, like, like saddles and stuff. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we and doing? then how he's saying, I'm going to give you four saddles if you switch spots with me and but I'm going to take no, Devontae no, Smith. Hey, the other, you don't understand the Pythagorean theorem of the. <laughs> and by the way, we don't, I mean, there were concerns about Micah Parsons maturity issues and Micah Parsons issues at, in terms of Was being laser focused, being laser focused on football. And look. <laughs> I'm happy for all these guys getting drafted, even even Alex Otherwood and Raiders fans. But these are just the things that teams are – some teams are saying. So they didn't get a sure thing in, in J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan, which I think they wanted Patrick Sertan. Uh, Micah Parsons, again, if he's focused, that that's a fantastic pick. But if he's not, and Devonta Smith, you know, it's Devonta Smith, then you're just like, okay, eh, didn't work out. Yeah, I give the Eagles the slight edge right now. Uh, of the three teams in the NFC East that made – picks and moved around in, in that little melee that I mentioned. 
I think the Eagles are the best getting Devontae. So this freaking Heisman winner. And he, and he can take short stuff deep. That's perfect for Jalen Hurts. For the Cowboys, it's like, man, like, you know, Jalen, like Sean Lee just retired and that sucks. And you didn't pick up the fifth year option on later, Leighton Vanderesh, but that's, that's not on, that's on you. You messed up and, and didn't get linebackers right. And now all and of a sudden you still, you still need a cornerback and a safety. I know. And an, and an edge rusher. They got smoked by the Panthers and the Broncos. They should have traded up with the Lions and taken a cornerback, grabbed Yeah, Juan. but they, they need those picks to, to fill out all the other friggin' needs they have. Yeah. And it, actually, I think the Cowboys should have taken Rashawn Slater. I was going to say, they could. Why is getting old? They could have stayed put. That's right. Just stay put, take Rashawn Slater, and move on. And the Micah Parsons thing at, at 12 to me is not good. No, game, it, I, it could I, be. It could be. It could be fine. He's got a bunch of red flags. Not a bunch. There's some questions. But, I mean, if if he's Devin White, you're okay with it. He ain't Devin White. Dude, I mean, on the field, he's – I don't – you know, I'm not like rah-rah, Penn State, like all alum, like go team in the NFL. He's he's like the best player I've seen in college. Yeah. So are, you, are you going to get uh, Micah Parsons' cowboy jersey? He is. Eba? Nope. Oh, my God. What if Micah What if we get him that for Christmas for being our producer? What do you guys think? Okay. Moving along. <laughs> so yes. The number 24 pick overall. By the way, does, it, does, anyone, does anyone bring a conversation to a stop quicker than Breach? <laughs> well, I'm trying to move this thing along by being tactful, unlike Wilson, who just says, I'm – Grumpy and I'm sleepy, and if you guys don't keep moving, I'm quitting and getting off the podcast and talking to somebody else on a podcast that's not CBS's. I actually <laughs> had a, a three pick stretch where I called the picks correctly: Caleb Farley, Christian Darisol, and Najee Harris. Najee Harris, not that impressive because no, ninety eight percent of mocks had Najee Harris going to the Steelers. It felt like a smokescreen, Wilson, and they still took him. No, the funny thing about Steelers picks is uh, everyone knows them. The week before, and they always take them. It's like that's the ease, and they're always picking in the twenties. <laughs> they don't care. No, they don't care. That's right. So let me see. Darisaw, where where did he go? I want to see if I Far- got him right. Farley went, 20, Farley went twenty-two to the Titans, and Farley went twenty-two. I had Farley going 20, 28. Sorry, dang it. And I had I had Darisaw going twenty. He went twenty. Twenty-three to the Vikings, who traded down. Farley feels a lot like Jeffrey Simmons in the sense that yes, that's a good they're, call. They're rolling it, rolling the dice on a top five talent who yep. had major injuries. Except, like Simmons had just torn his ACL. His ACL, right? In the draft process, Farley has multiple back surgeries. And and I think Danny and Brady both talked about this in an HQ. Like back injuries are a different animal. Like yeah, that's not an ACL. Right, ACLs. You know, you know the progression to getting back to full health. Backs are problematic potentially forever. I heard I heard this quote in the last two weeks, and it, it's a great quote. It's like, do you know anybody who ever said I used to have a bad back? Right. Exactly. Like, no, you if you have a bad back, you have a bad back. No one has a good back. The, the Colts, by the way, took uh, uh, Quiddy Pay at twenty one. The Browns coming to get Greg Newsom. Oh, we already tussled Travis Etienne. So annoying. What, uh, which of these late round picks, Wilson, do you like the most from 20, 20 to 32? 
All right, 20, let's see. Kadarius Tony. Mm, I like the fact that they got that they're gonna get the number one overall pick next year, but we'll see how that I I love Quiddy Pay at twenty one. Uh we just talked about Caleb Farley and the potential concerns there. Um Greg Newsom is an interesting pick because Real quick uh, on the Titans. I, I I'm just gonna be real quick. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Wilson. But the it the it's weird to see them take a risk that big. Cause like you guys just said, it's a back injury. If it's bad enough, he doesn't play. And he had tore his ACL in 2017. If he's, so if, if these injuries are bad enough and he's not on the field in 2021, all of a sudden you whiffed on two straight first round picks. Isaiah Wilson played like Oof. three snaps for them. And they have so, the Corey Davis fifth year option. So I, I mean, that's, you're getting into, uh, a disastrous area. You're getting into and, a monocle scrutiny. Like, like we're scrutinizing your territory. And, and by the way, um, Three edge rushers went off the board in the last three picks that could have gone to Tennessee, a team that had 19 total sacks last year. And by the way, Gregory Rousseau had 15 and a half sacks in 2019 when he, before he opted out. So you're taking a double risk on an injury guy and also Bud Dupree coming off an ACL and he should be okay, but he still needs help. So I'd like the Greg Newsom pick because, uh, Denzel Ward, um, it's been okay. He's been up and down. I think injury's been an issue there. We know the Greedy Williams had injury issues. And the other pick that I like a lot, and we'll see if it helps, quote unquote, is Rashad Bateman going to the Ravens. Like I, I think that, that could be could be interesting because he's a really good player, had a much better twenty nineteen than twenty twenty. And and if he bounces back <laughs> if you if you like read Pete Prisco's grades in a row. So this is, is it, this is grade this is his grade for Rashad Bateman. I know they need help at receiver, but they are better options down the line. This is great for Peyton Turner, the next pick. I know they need edge help, but there are better options. Oh no. It's literally the same grade. Like what are you doing? Well the funny thing is what, has, he went to bed and like had a script just typing in. He's asleep he's just asleep at the wheel. Well Hassel was Hassel was calling him out live on set for typing. He's like, I'm doing my grades. <laughs> so he was just typing out the same stuff. I'm here to defend he's, Pete Prisco. No oh. breaks on the uh, on the FFT special. He very much needed to go to the bathroom. You know his age. We don't have to say it. You're a kidney stone. He's a 65 year old man with a kidney stone. That man was, was grinding on air in that situation with great. No, I'm I'm messing with Pete. Pete is. I, I've done these. I've I've done these draft shows with Pete, and Wilson has too. And and Devo obviously has too. He Pete grinds hard. It's fun to f with him, but he he works hard. And he's, he's just like, I'm just trying to throw a grade at somebody and get them out of my face. So leave right. Me. He's doing, he's, he's actually writing yeah. in. That's why he's not dropping bombs. So well, I've actually got, I've got somewhere in my office up there. I have a signed F card. Like he, like he, we used to hold up the grades. Uh-huh. The bills took EJ Manuel and Pete gave the bills an F. As right. I was like, I was like, I was like, Prisco, I'm just going hold up this, sign this. Here's a little, just be, before the draft, we, we told Prisco, like, be a little careful. Shout out to our guy, Gary Parrish on the Ion College Basketball podcast, does college basketball coverage for us. This past NBA draft, he gave a player that the Knicks selected, Emmanuel Quickly, a D plus. That made its way to Quickly and he, he printed it out, put it in his locker, the grade. So I don't think Pete, Pete didn't dip below a C. So I think he was a little nervous about, you know, he says it, it doesn't bother him, but anybody using this as bulletin board material, I think would bother Pete. Yeah. And don't forget, Debo, that Mika Fitzpatrick was on the show with him or maybe it was just with BMAC and, and Cam, 
Cam Hayward. Yeah, Pete didn't, didn't put him in his top one. He didn't want he didn't want that smoke. He didn't want that. He didn't want the drip. Is this drip work there? <laughs> you you guys, you and B Mac looking great on set tonight. Tell us about uh Peyton Turner. How much of a surprise was that one? So there were some some late buzz uh in the mock draft community in the last week or so that he might sneak into the first round. I think I mentioned Daniel Jeremiah. I think he threw him in there in his last mock draft. If he didn't, he had in the in the one before. And um I said this on HQ. Played in Houston, one year productivity. It was really good. And, and the one sort of big game he had was against Brady Christensen, the left tackle for BYU on a really good offensive line for, for BYU. And, and he had his moments, but he, he wasn't lights out. But, uh, you know, otherwise there were, there's a lot to like. So it's just a matter of sort of trying to project these guys. And, you know, he went, I think he went ahead of Gregory Rousseau. And here are the differences. Peyton Turner is bigger, stronger, quicker first step. And that translates more easily, even though he didn't have the production numbers in terms of sacks and, and um, you know, things that we sort of typically measure these guys by. Um, so I, I'm fine with the pick. And it's, it doesn't feel like an LJ Collier pick, which sort of had people scratching their heads because LJ Collier wasn't a pass rusher. He was sort of a tweener defensive end, quote unquote, edge guy who had, feels, feels like a Seahawks first round pick and that he hasn't quite met expectations. I think Peyton Turner has a chance to, to, to be a pretty good edge rusher. Um, maybe it doesn't happen right away. I think the, the good news is that the Saints, I think the Saints took him, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They did, they didn't trade up for him like they did with Marcus Davenport, who, who hasn't been a home run. Um, and also, by the way, you have Cam Jordan on the other side, so you can sort of ease into that job. And I think I said this, that sort of like Alden Smith did. Um, there's, I think I said it with Gregory or so too, which, which fits in, in Baltimore and, um, excuse me, Buffalo. You, you don't have to be the guy. You can sort of ease into the job in a, in a rotational sense and, and have some success that way. Have you heard about these pools that you have to guess every player that's selected in the first round, but you have to do it in the least of, so you can like write 60 players. But you oh, have I to get all 32 picks. Night. So the, the cover three guys did it. They did a great job oh, with yeah, it. They got it. over a hundred entries. How's it, how's so you have to, you have to get all 32 picks, but the, the goal is to make, so like select you have, the you least have, amount of players as possible. You have gotcha. unlimited drop downs. Right. And your first drop down is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Right. And your second drop down is Zach Lawrence. And your third is, you just go through the quarterbacks, you know, will be drafted. So, you know, you, you want to make it in as least amount of picks possible. But if you, if one of your guys that's not on your list, it gets drafted in the first round, you're out. So Peyton mm-hmm. Turner was the guy that crushed almost everybody's only seven people in this cover three pool had Peyton Turner. So mm-hmm. right away, I mean, you get to the 29th pick, but just, just now, crushed but, it. But he was the guy. Tweeting, somebody, he was either rap sheet or Schefter tweeted about Peyton Turner. Right before the draft, Chester did. It's like he might be, he might sneak into the first round. Well, I'll say this: DJ has been talking about him for at least two weeks. So, okay. day before, great. But DJ's been on to him, so credit to him for. I mean, look, DJ. Yeah, DJ's the best at what he does. I thought it was yeah. crazy though to see him being taken by the Satans because the, the Saints had a wild roller coaster ride of a day. Yeah. I mean, a couple hours before the draft, there's speculation they might trade into the top ten. So you have Saints fans on the edge of their seat. You know, every pick that goes by in the top ten, they're like, "Oh my God, is this going to be where we trade? Is this going to be where we trade?" All of a sudden, no trade. Then they stick at twenty-eight. Then they take a guy who no one had projected in the first round. It's like forty-eight hours ago. So it, it was a pretty crazy situation with New Orleans. Yes, and. As Breach points out, the entire lead up to the draft, which we referenced before, was insane. 
not only did we get the Saints, it's like the Saints are trying to trade up. And Jay Glazer said, he's like, he's like, he quotes me to somebody saying, it's not for a quarterback. And then Jane Slater was, said, it's not for a cornerback. It's for something more substantial. They're right. No, apparently it was for, if, if you listen to the buzz around the league, it was for uh, Jalen Waddle. It was, they, they couldn't get high enough to get Waddle. That would be crazy. They wanted Waddle. There's they no wanted, way that was happening. Well, no, they wanted Waddle and they were trying to trade with the, the Lions at seven. But the problem was the Falcons were going pits at four. And then at five, yeah, we, the Bengals were going chase. And then at six, the Dolphins were going waddle. So they needed to get to five to do it. The Dolphins wouldn't do it. I mean, excuse me, the Bengals wouldn't do it. That's who they were going for. They were going for waddle. That's, that's, that's extreme. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, Sean Payton traded two first for Marcus Davenport. So that happened. And you're like, oh man, what a wild lead up to the draft. And then all of a sudden somebody tweets out, Tim Tebow's coming out of retirement as a minor league baseball player to be a 33 year old tight end for the, for the Jaguars at Urban Meyer. You're like, well, that's. And at that point, you're thinking there's no way this day can get you crazy. You're like, well, yeah, exactly. You're like, this day. I, I thought day. that Shanahan was right that we we're all going to die on Sunday when that, that news came out. <laughs> and then after that Looney Tune, like independent reporter was like, I'm telling you. The San Francisco 49ers trying to trade for the Packers. It's like, what is this guy talking about? You get multiple national confirmed reports that Aaron Rodgers is out. He's done with the Packers. Breach on a scale of one to 10. Where does this rank on Looney Tunes storylines in your NFL writing career? Oh, this is like, uh, uh, 700. This is so far off the scale that hey, Breach is this crazier than Laramie Tunsil's gas mask video? Yes. I think, I think so. so. I, I think, think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. But we were, we're like, the dude tweeted that. And it's like, what are you talking about? It was like, actually, no. If, did you watch the Schefter thing, what happened? Mm-hmm. Diana Rossini got dunked on. So Schefter goes, coming up, Laura, after the commercial, I have some massive breaking news. And they weren't going to commercial. So she's like, Okay, uh, we're gonna throw it to Danny Rossini for a report of the Saints. And Rossini's just, just like, she's like, oh, no. what are you gonna do? Like, Schefter's about to drop a bomb. <laughs> and he's dropping, and you're giving some update on the Saints wanting to trade up in the draft. In Rossini's oh. defense, when she came back oh, and did no, it. bad for her. No, no, but listen, it, it, when she, they came back to her after oh, the news broke, she said, nobody wants to hear me talk about this. We're <laughs> waiting for Adam Schefter. What are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, but they come back from commercial and there were tweets from everyone on set at that NFL live thing. And, and by the way, that's a pretty baller move to squat for a commercial break on he a, knew. he knew. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you got to know nobody else has it. That's what I'm saying. He knew like that's, that's how big that to your point. That's how big a baller chapter is. He ain't worried. I'm just saying, like you get like, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good move. So he's, well, oh, here's, here's the situation real quick. It, it, just to preface yeah. the Schefter stuff is that the independent reporter got the news from Paul Allen, who is the Minnesota Vikings radio announcer, I think, or he's their play by play or a color analyst. And so he has his own radio show and he said on that radio show on Thursday morning, um, basically that Aaron Rodgers the 49ers went after Aaron Rodgers because they thought he wanted out. And so that is where 
from there is where everything spiraled. So there wasn't anything else. That was just it. There was just the Fort Niners went after him. They maybe they just it was a hail mary trying to land Aaron Rodgers, and that's what started the speculation. Yeah, as it turns out, it's it's weird because so David Dunn, who is Aaron Rodgers' attorney, I mean he you could have you apparently he'd gotten this out to everybody else in the last week because there were teams calling the the Packers about trading for him. There's mm-hmm. only so many teams who can trade for him and. He's a $38 million cap hit if he's traded before June 1st. It's not happening. Right? Uh, I would, oh my gosh, CJ, I'm yawning. I, I said <laughs> this. Let me ask this, Wilson. Would you, would you trade right now? Would you trade Trey Lane? Uh, see, that's the thing. It doesn't work for the 49ers. It doesn't work. The 49ers can't do it. They let me put it to you. Let me, let me put, I'll put this to the people that are listening because you, who pooed it right away. But there was a, um, a point if in a perfect world, if, if Deshaun Watson didn't have the allegations that he had and you, you, we'll see how those, those sort of work themselves out, but they're obviously very serious. But in a perfect world, if everyone had no allegations against them, we could have had a situation where Deshaun Watson was not playing with his current team. Right. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can force his way out of Green Bay. You can say what you want, the Packers, so we're not doing anything. You retire and go do Jeopardy. And Russ Wilson was, I think he was blowing off steam, but you know, I think teams called Seattle to see what the deal was. But the idea of Carson Wentz gone, Doug Peterson fired, Aaron Rodgers gone, Deshaun Watson gone, and Russ Wilson talking about it is absolutely crazy bonkers even to consider given that everything revolves around quarterbacks. I I think you misinterpreted my, my response. You said something like there had to be like a 5% chance. Yeah, I said five, five to 10% in a perfect world. No, I was saying you're right. It's even crazier than that. There was no oh, okay. way this should have, like, this is a, if you, if you told me that Carson Wentz was with the Colts, Jared Goff was with the Lions. Oh, right. Stafford. Stafford's yes. with the Rams. Aaron Rodgers is with Team X. And Deshaun Watson is at his house on week one of 2021. And you said, how much will you bet on this? It's 7,000 to one of it, not a dollar. I'm not betting on that. That's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Like, what are you talking about? That, like, those events cannot come together at the same time to happen. And yet, we're not that far off. Here we are. And Brinson, you mentioned Team X. Uh, Mike Florio reported that the three teams that Rogers would like to be traded to, his wish list, the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, and obviously the Packers don't want to trade them into the NFC because if you're going to ship them off, you don't want to see them again. It's like the Patriots and Tom Brady. You just you send them to the other conference. You see them once every four years, maybe a little more than that now that they're the 17th game, but you don't see them often. And then Rogers' request was to be on the West Coast in case he's hosting Jeopardy because his fiance lives on the West Coast because he wants to be in L.A. where there's more entertainment opportunities. Who's, I'm sorry. I know about you. Who's his fiance again? Shailene Woodley. Oh, right. Okay. Is she in Game of Thrones? She is not in Game of Thrones. Oh, she in, what, what, She's what? in the Divergent series. Yeah, Pete uh, was spitting some game on everything that uh, Shailene's been in, and we were, we were like, Pete, what, what are you – he's like, I, I watched them Creepy all. Creepy old man. I think he's, he's been doing his research. I think hey, he Pete, the no one, no one wants to sit in your leather chair for a draft weekend. <laughs> Yikes. Would you sit in Roger Goodell's leather chair? I, no, I didn't. No, yeah, no. This, this is man cave leather chair. This guy's down there just farting up a storm in this leather <laughs> chair. You're gonna sit in Roger Goodell's 
fart chair? What are we doing? With his, with his medium they, t-shirt on. They literally shipped that from his house and brought it to Cleveland and made people sit in it. And they had a fan sit in it. It's like, oh my God. He's been in his house for 10 years. What are you doing? Like, you just got vaxxed. Now you need more Vax, unfortunately. The only way that could have been, like, weirder is if it would have been, like, the toilet seat from Roger Cadell's house. Because it was pretty weird to have everyone sit in his chair. Oh, you could sit in my chair. It's By here. the way, my chair. When, Breach, um, when Breach thinks something's weird, it is <laughs> way weird. When I, when I suggest it's weird, and then Breach is like, no, 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 it's real weird. <laughs> it's it's <definitely> weird. weird. <laughs> then you know it's weird. One more thing on the Rogers, though. Uh, the Packers general manager was asked tonight, real late at night. Hey, hey, like, could you – um? Could you pronounce uh, the Packers general manager's name? Goody Kunst. What? Goody Kunst. Just, what, what just happened? Look at Debo. Debo what is, is it? Goody That's Kunst. close. Yeah. It's not even close. What was that? How is it? Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? Goody Kunst. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? Right. Now no, I'm never going to know his name properly. It's like it's like Brian uh, Goody Kunst. Honey, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. It's <laughs> something like that. Go ahead. What did he uh, say? He said, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. That was just a blanket statement. This and is then a family show breach. He also said, he's our quarterback. He's our leader. We've been working through this for a little while now. I think it may take some time, but he's the guy that kind of makes this thing go, and he gives us the best chance to win, and we're going towards that end. How about and, you call him Goody, Goody Booty? How about that? I'll all right, I'll, I'll call him Goody Booty. All right. <laughs> and he did say that he actually talked to Aaron Rodgers on Thursday but he did not offer any specifics of the conversation. Hey, Breach, let me ask you this. What do you think the conversation was when um, whoever the front office executive was who fled to California to talk to Aaron Rodgers? How do you think that went? Well, I think Aaron Rodgers slammed the door and said, oh, where's LaFour? Where's uh, Goody Booty? Like, I'm not talking to you, man. Don't send the low-level guys. We're a random, a random Green Bay uh, resident out there. He's like, I actually am an owner. I'm just, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is it, just a crazy situation so, because Brenton, you I, mentioned the cap hit. It's uh, you got to do a post June first trade, and even then, it's still. So, so, as I understand it, here's what happened: is that so Rogers' contract after this after 2021, he's cut. He's very cuttable. You his, cutting him? Well, not not now. No, no, no. After 2021, the Packers can get rid of him at any time and move on to Jordan Love if they so desired. That's so after, Aaron Rodgers' problem, though. He wants security. Just let me hear me out. <laughs> after they draft Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers is pretty pretty cool about it, right? Goes through the whole season, wins, Publicly. wins the MVP, takes him to the MC Championship game, and then he's done. He's like, all right, listen, I, I think I've set the record straight. I, I like, I'm not, I'm not playing ball on this. Like, we're not playing on the same field. I want an extension. I want guaranteed money. Past next year. And the Packers were like, eh, eh. and then Trey Wiggers reported they told him they trade him. So basically that whole, the whole, uh, the whole next three years of Goody Buddy denied that. Who did? Goody Buddy. Goody Buddy. He denied that they told Rodgers they would trade him. The Packers do not want to give Aaron Rodgers a bigger dead cap or cap hit in the future over the next three years because they are worried that if he falls off a cliff, they won't be able to move on. And Aaron Rodgers is taking the stance of, F you, I just won the MVP at 37 years old. This is, this is an old man Joe Flacco move. You have to pay me now. And when they, go ahead. No, no, that's what's happening. Here's my thing. He wants an extension. 
they're telling him no, and he's telling them to f off, and they're both mad at each other. Yeah, I, I think I think here's the thing, and breach actually, I want to. I'm curious what you think about this. The deepest wide receiver class in human history last year. They draft zero wide receivers. They sign zero undrafted free agents. Breach. They had an opportunity to draft a wide receiver. If you name Will Fuller, I will come through this. No, I'm not going to. Breach. They had a, they had a chance to draft a wide receiver, and they took a, a cornerback. And this is after they knew full well that Aaron Rodgers was angry about being disrespected, at least in in his mind. Do you think the fact that they took a cornerback is is a subtle message or a not so subtle message to Aaron Rodgers that uh, it's it's our way, not your way? Uh, actually, I think it's fascinating to think about it in terms of were they planning to take a receiver until <laughs> Rodgers blew everything up, and then they were like, well, F that, he's gone. Let's just go the way we were going to go originally. Well, I wanted them to take a quarterback. I mean, that would have been hilarious. Another quarterback. <laughs> F you, Aaron. We're, like, you're, you're done here. But they're, they're but, but but here's the problem is that – the board fell perfectly for the Packers to take a wide receiver. You had Rondell Moore. You had Elijah Moore. Just take a quarterback. Take a, take a wide receiver. Don't take a quarterback. Take a wide receiver. There, if you are Aaron Rodgers and you're a first ballot slam dunk Hall of Fame quarterback, right? The team that drafted you, the team that you grew up playing with that you had to fight through this whole Brett Favre crap with is now treating you the same way they tra- treated Brett Favre. And ultimately they're right about Brett Favre, but you got to be a but, little gift about how this all went down if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I agree. Well, and apparently the, you know, there's a report that he thought the 49ers trade was going to get done. So that probably didn't help much. Uh, so it is just I don't see how they fix it. That's the thing is this this is, this does not seem salvageable, and so I can't imagine him showing up at OTAs or minicamp. Breach is the Jeopardy thing a game of chicken to try and convince. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and Brady, are you thinking he's going to quit playing? Come on. Brady Quinn said this I think on HQ during the first round. He wasn't that good. Like he's smart, but he wasn't. He's not that engaging as a talk show host. Oh, oh, and, oh but that's not, see that does Brady watch Jeopardy every day? Like you I don't want the MVP last year. He's not oh. walking away from football. Hold on. Hold on. I want to hear breaches. Expl- yeah. I want to hear breaches explanation for Andy Dalton of Jeopardy host. Go ahead. No, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers was the best oh, Jeopardy host. Man. I am saying he was close to what you want in that game show. You don't need the, the, but the, Trebek, Trebek was very, very good at his job and, and it's, understated it's, also. It's disgusting breach. That you would compare Aaron Rodgers to Alex Trebek. I didn't even mention his name. Compare- I didn't even say his name. To Tom Brady. That's what it is. You are, you are doing some trash ass comparison and mentioning Andy Dalton and Tom Brady's name. Be like, well, I mean, they did go to the playoffs for the same period of for five years. It's like, no, get it out of here. You're, you're, you are disparaging. Brenton Phillip Rivers retired. I think it's time for you to retire and Debo oh. hosts the podcast. <laughs> On your own show. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, oh, oh. All right, let's wrap this up. I got to do radio in like three hours. Me too. I'm going to write a newsletter at 7 a.m. You know, great video appearance for you tonight. Appreciate it. What's your winner, Will? Um, my, what is my winner, Diva? What is your winner, Ryan? My winner is McCorkle Jones, baby. He didn't go three, <laughs> didn't go top 10, but he went 15 to, as we agreed earlier, probably the second best landing spot and maybe the best 
Um, we'll see how things go with Trey Lance and, and San Francisco, but I think Mac Jones, no pressure this year in a great situation. And, uh, I'm telling you, would I say three and a half Super Bowls in two years? Put it in the books. <laughs> I just wrote it down. It's in the books. Thank you. Uh, my winner is the San Francisco 49ers. You know what? I was on Twitter. I was following everything that was going to happen. Fans were going to revolt if that team took Mac Jones. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan played everyone for fools. They played Ryan Wilson for a fool. They played the 49ers fan base for fools. They kept that poker face going. They bluffed us all. Everyone fell for it. And you know what? They took Trey Lance, who I think was the quarterback who was best suited for Shanahan's system. Um, so I think the 49ers win, Trey Lance wins, and I thought they made the right pick. Nice to uh, get a little subtle dunk on Wilson. Not even subtle. He just <laughs> very blatant. I will say my winner is Joe Douglas. Not only did he, unless he got played by Kyle Shanahan, which he might have, but he got Zach Wilson, and then he traded back up right as the offensive line drop-off was about to happen and grabbed Elijah Vera Tucker, who can play left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, play all over the place. You come back up and grab a guy who's multiple on the offensive line. You improve your offensive line. You have Bakai Becton there already. This is, Joe Joe Douglas is the guy who gets the offensive line. If Zach Wilson is the guy, I'm not going to say the Jets are back. I think the Jets are good. Debo, who's your winner? Oh my god! Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a second. Is this they're good in the same sense you had them going to the playoffs last year? Good or not quite that good? Ooh. I like I like the Jets. Debo I'm gonna steal one that you did multiple times during the regular season, and this is legitimate no no digging at the fan base. Bears fans. They got a a very good quarterback. I don't think they're going to be bad at all next year, whether it is Andy mm. Dalton and Justin Fields split time. I don't think that draft pick is gonna be Top five, top definitely not top three, top one, like you said. I think that team is is I didn't certainly say it com- would be. I said it could. It be. could be, yeah. Uh, but I think they're competing for the playoffs. Thank okay. you, Debo. Good pick. Wow, wow, it's a great pick. My loser. My winner. My winner might be Debo. Who people are gonna be like, get Debo in the in the stream. My loser is the Giants because it's always the Giants. Nice. <laughs> One more time, shout out Nate Sudfeld. Oh, <laughs> I believe breach your, breach your loser. Uh, you guys are gonna love this, and uh, you know, all that dunking from the beginning of the pod is all gonna come full circles. My loser is Andy Dalton. <laughs> Whoa, suck it! What played you all for fools? I'm Kyle Shanahan. As my as Robbie likes to say. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Uh, Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo. Basically two quarterbacks who probably five weeks ago thought they were 100% going to be a starter for the team they are currently on in 2021. Uh, all of a sudden, four ers make that trade. Jimmy saw the writing on the wall. Not so much Andy Dalton. Brinson, you said it. He was probably at some draft party with his family, watching things. Probably dropped his glass of sparkling apple cider because I don't think he drinks. <laughs> Ryan Pace is kind of champagne. Amazing. He keeps doing this. Why does he keep doing this? Stop it, Ryan Pace. Backstabbed. Andy Dalton. Dalton got backstabbed. So Dalton Garoppolo, you guys, you're being benched. You're being uh, you're out. Sorry. 
Well said. By the way, Brent Poyer in the chat says, "Real loser, Pete Prisco grades." <laughs> yeah, well, Pete Prisco's grades can't be losers because they're. It's like, oh, is this vanilla milkshake a loser? No, it's just a bland vanilla milkshake. I'm going to take the easy way out and say the Raiders is are my losers because freebie. They, yeah, that was a freebie. We've talked about why, but they they could have made what feels like in the moment better decisions. Hmm. I have so many losers. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the obvious one. The Cowboys. What are you doing? Uh, I don't hate it. Micah Parsons? He's uh, Debo just explained to you. He is awesome if he's got his head on right. I, he's I, their third. The linebackers are done here. Like, unless you got Devin White, what are you doing? Brinson is just thinking of all the social media engagement he's going to get tomorrow when the Pick 6 account tweets out our losers. I did tell Debo to make a, a photograph of the Cowboys. Cowboys fans are coming at you tomorrow. Get ready, Brinson. I, I was I, I was surprised because so here's what I think about the Cowboys. And I said this leading up to the draft. If you look at their first-round picks, they suck at everything except offensive line, and they smash offensive line. Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. And you're telling me that Rashawn Slater and Elijah Barry Tucker are sitting right there, and they can't help you more down the line as you're trying to build this offense with Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott and then you know taking it deep with Amari Cooper. Either Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup are out, but adding CeeDee Lamb – I mean, it doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense. Like, your defense sucks, no doubt. But maybe lean into what, what you're good at. I didn't like it. Real, real quick, who wins the NFC East? That's our, like, ongoing thing. One, one, mm, word, one word answer. I feel better than ever about my Washington bet. Yeah, I I, I like Washington. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. The Giants trade down and they got Katerius Tony. I, I think and, Washington- and let's not forget Dave Gettleman by getting a first-round pick next year is, like, Walking into uh, Mara and and and, and Tish's office. Tish, yeah. You know, yeah, they said I couldn't get a great a great wide receiver. He, he, he's blowing smoke up their ass and saying he got a pick next year. Like, Trust me, Daniel Jones will get it going. He'll be back the next year. I yeah. think I think we'll Washington's see. a clear cut favorite after this draft. Yep, I agree with that. I think the Giants would be the only other. They'd be my one A. Yeah. I right so, now. Debo, one more question. We'll get out of here. Were you? I, was, I thought the Eagles were trading up for Justin Fields. Mm. Is that a question? Yeah, no, it's not a question. I guess, but I, I when they traded up, it was like, man, how he's going for it. He's firing another shot at this quarterback. This this quarterback factory that he thinks he's running. In but I guess the question there is, like, why would you have to trade up unless you thought another team, not the Giants, but behind the Eagles at that point, were also targeting, like, if the Bears were trying to get to, to 10 or, or no, no, it was, it was That was my initial reaction. It was, it's the same as the Saints trading up for Marcus Davenport. It was like, oh, my God, the Saints are, like, Sean Jackson, like, Sean Payton's trading up for Lamar Jackson. But what it was was a targeted... An obvious flop over the Giants for Devontae Smith. Oh. Howie Roseman lives another day in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. He appeased the fans. Congratulations. Good job, Howie. Great show, boys. See you tomorrow. As always, fun. Wilson, get some sleep.
new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.